And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First, oh boy, is this going to be fun. Have you ever had a meeting for something and dreaded it? You know the lay of the land, and you're pretty sure you know how it will all go, and it feels like a future drag. Yeah, I've had that happen to me on several billion occasions. Once I had a meeting in a place called Escondido. I went down from Valley Center, Valley Center where I used to live, descending into Escondido. Get it? Descending. <laughs> However, something weird happened. The meeting was supposed to drain me, and instead it sustained me. It was an extraordinary meeting, and I was blessed by it. But I thought what was going to happen didn't happen, and I was wrong. Wrong. Next, how Jobinian is this. We often anticipate that things will go one way and they go in a different direction. However, we think we know it all, so we feel comfortable making our astute evaluations. We judge the matter in our indisputable wisdom. It can be by, be, it can be with faith, it can be family, friends, coworkers, other circumstances, but we often stand as judge and jury. That's what Judge Dredd did. Yeah, it's a dangerous place for Christians to live. Finally, let's slow down. Let's relax. Let's breathe. We need to ask the essential question in every situation. Let's stop being people who judge something before we have the facts. Specifically, we need to ask, what about the God factor? Let's find out if there's a God thing in play. Do we otherwise, can we really know? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Nice, nice. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Not that nice. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive, so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can reach out to us by email, david at hemustincrease.org. You can even do it during the show. Now, I am a little slower on the email, and it's not because I'm just trying to be slower on the email. It just happens because I have a really inexpensive Chromebook, and it's a 50-50 opportunity for me to get the email during the show. So that's what's going on with that. You can also, by the way, text us during the show live. That's always fun, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And then finally, you can call us during the show. That's fun, too, 972 445 
But something is cool. Something cool happens when you do make that call. I just want you to be prepared for it. So if uh, if the ground starts trembling when you make the call, you'll understand I warned you. When you call 972-445-0770, this unique thing will take place. You will end up talking to Mighty Gabriel. Let me explain to you what that's like. That's like your boss... For the first time in three and a half years, bringing in donuts to work. Wow. And then you will fly. I mean donuts. Come on. <laughs> Sleep donut. Come on. How do you not like donuts? Uh, bottom line. Bottom line is if you have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question, if you got something you want to share, if you got a praise report or a prayer request, you are welcome to reach out to us to engage with your brothers and sisters in the Lord. That's what this is, okay? Uh, being a Baptocostal, I'm trying to cover everything from all of it, and here's the reason why. And I really do believe this. I know people think I – I do say this jokingly, but I also say it like hoping it doesn't happen. But when they start shooting Christians, if the persecution increases, no Christian's going to turn to the next Christian and go, you Baptist, you Methodist, you Church of Christ, you Church of God, you Pentecostal, you Charismatic, you go to – uh, Assemblies of God, do you go to Calvary Chapel? Nobody cares. When they start shooting Christians, it ain't going to be about that. Okay? And that ain't going to have anything to do with that. It's going to have to do with our Heavenly Father being, being blood relatives through Jesus Christ and all drinking from the same Holy Spirit because the unity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is what keeps us together. There's nothing wrong with having differences as long as they don't become fellowship barriers. Get that? All right? If you're a person that likes to dance on Sunday morning, dance. If you're a person that likes to sit there on Sunday morning, sit there. Whichever you do, do it as unto the Lord. That's what the scripture commands. Okay? All right. So with all of that said, boy, that was a lot of stuff to say right there. Uh, I do want to give you guys a few updates. Uh, we'll probably do another prayer and then we'll get into the message. Although I've been waiting to do this for a, a long time. Let's see if you guys can pick up on this. It's a little funny. And if you get offended, I can't help you. It means you have no sense of humor. But let me just give you my best Abe Lincoln impression. I'm going to come back and do something great because I haven't done anything great in 20 years. Okay, <laughs> only a few people will catch that, but it is rather funny. Here is the bottom line. I do want you guys to be praying for Julianne and Jared uh, because Julianne is El Prego. <laughs> you don't know what that means. That means that she's pregnant, and when that happens... I will let you know. Yeah, I'll get to the trivia. I will let you know that uh, we might have some show interruptions because we will have to help them in some capacity, having one special child, two other children, and now she's uh, uh, two weeks away from getting rid of the basketball that's in her stomach. So be in prayer for her. Be in prayer for us so we can know how to handle things. Uh, like I mentioned before, the new site is really, 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 really close. And here is your trivia question. Who placed a wool fleece? On the threshing floor to get guidance from God. If you listen to the show, you'd probably know this answer in one millisecond. Who placed a wool fleece on the threshing floor to get guidance from God? If you think you know the answer, 
You can call in. I'll do it slow because I know some people like that too as well. 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email to David at he must org. So there is your was that nice how I did all that stuff together? <laughs> we are getting stuff done today. This is like a get stuff done day. Okay. Uh, are we ready for their trivia? We do. Are we ready for their trivia? You guys are on top of it today. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Bobby. Hey, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got a knot on my leg, so I can't wear my prosthetic, but... Uh... God's healing it quicker than last time, so I'm I'm doing great. Can we pray over that? I want to pray over that before we hang up, though, okay? Just wanted for the oh, rapidness yes, of healing. Okay. Thank you. You got it. All right, so now this is a great trivia question, and if anybody listens to the show, they have to get this. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Uh, <laughs> who plays a wool fleece on the threshing floor to get guidance from God? Uh, I think it was Gideon. That is correct, sir! <laughs> and, and he did it twice. Exactly. And see, I've always found that to be amazing. One of the things I'm going to study in right now uh, in, in Judges. And it's like he does it once, right? And then he does right. it again. And then he still needs a dream afterwards to encourage him like again, like a third time. And God right. gave it, so God gave it to him. But it's like even when you ask for a sign and God gives it to you, uh, sometimes it's like, uh, okay, well, if that sign was from you. <laughs> Let, let's make sure now. You yeah, know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know what you so mean. It's so weird. It's like I absolutely believe it. If you say it, it'll be so. Okay, well, now that you've done that. <laughs> The answer is Gideon, and Gideon, we used to call that the fleece, we called that the fleecing of the Lord. That's what we used to call it back in the day, fleecing the Lord. Oh, okay. I I remember hearing that when I was in the Baptist church. Yep, that's where it came from. Let me pray for you, Bobby. I just want the Lord to kind of speed up your healing process, okay? Thank you so much. All right, let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We lift up our dear brother to you. We ask you that you would, uh, we know you're healing him. We are so thankful for his spirit, for his attitude, for how he does things. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we are just asking for you to accelerate the process. People are like, well, you think God will do it? Yes, Lord, you can do anything. Yes. You'll do so many great things. You Save us yes, more worthless. Does. Bring healing into his body and heal it and accelerate it and let him just be full of joy and glory and let him give you the praise. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're God welcome, bless you. Brother. You too. God bless you as well. Uh, keep up the good show. I enjoy it. Thank you, sir. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. All right, so we'll go a little long. <laughs> like, like that's new. <laughs> the one great thing you have to get is you know, with Gabriel learning. It's like, yep, yeah, I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> good job. All right, here we go. So I want to talk to you about this, and I'm going to be kind of careful on it. I've taught on it. 
a couple of different times uh, using different verses. So I'm swooping. I don't know if swooping is the right word. Uh, Collecting together kind of a little different uh, approach on some of this. So just bear with me as I share this with you. Uh, I had this. I used to live in Valley Center. So if anybody's familiar with California, it's uh, San Diego. uh, And then you've got like uh, uh, Oceanside, Vista, San Marcos. uh, Then you've got uh, Rancho Bernardo. It's kind of like that swing of it. And then as you go uh, from there, as you go north, you go to Escondido. And then after Escondido is Valley Center. And that's where I lived in Valley Center. Uh, uh, Every time you go from Valley Center to Escondido, you think of yourself as descending into hell. Not really, but it just feels that way because you have to go down this mountain road. Anyway, so I had this meeting and it was uh, just I thought it was just going to be. Ugh, right. I'm just being honest, like, ugh. oh, yeah, to make I live there, too. Um, so you're getting ready for this meeting, you go to this meeting and I think it's going to be one thing. And it's not. Have you ever done that where you were going to go into a situation, a meeting, anything, any circumstance, and you kind of had this forerunner in your brain as to what it's going to be. And it's just not like that. And so you've already, to say it in the nicest way, you've already poisoned the well. You've already dropped that in there thinking this is going to be lousy. Now, most people who know me and those who are listening to me, like I'm not the hugest social guy like uh, Noel and I. I mean, I have 132 3D movies. That ought to tell you everything that you ever need to know about me. Uh, I mean, I, I like that, right? And so when we have social gatherings, it's like Noel has to force me <laughs> to, to go because I was like, oh. and then sometimes you go, they're a blast. And just hanging out's wonderful. I want to use this illustration not to get into the faith part of it, but just to show this the clarity of anticipating the wrong thing. Luke one, or I'm sorry, Luke five one through five. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, I'm not doing that. I've done that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's not what he said. But that's what what I'm talking about. It's that moment. Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, but because you say so, I'll let down the nets. There's this attitude that we have of anticipation like we know. That's exactly what Peter had. There's no, there's no justify. Well, you've been there a hundred times before. Right. Except any time Jesus is in a picture, there is no guarantee as to how things will go. And because he is in control and we are not in control, we are in a pseudo control. We think we're in control. I always I love it when people say you're the master of your own destiny unless you walk down New York Street and somebody drops a piano on your head and then that you're not the master of anything. In other words, that's it's like absurdity in itself. God is in control. Jesus is in control. The Holy Spirit is in control. You're not in control. And we anticipate like we know what it's going to be. 
if you're right 50% of the time, you're, you're hitting high numbers. Don't tell me I'm right 98% of the time. No, you're not. And God knows. He's got a record book. We'll take our break and then come back. More to do on this. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. There. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I'm helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? <laughs> no. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website, and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. What is the David Spoon experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? You stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey, because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had, how, about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them and how God killed them. That's what he told us. In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 110 people out of his three previous churches, let's just, we'll just leave that there, uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, see, <laughs> what, what? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And, oh, by the way, if we talk about the anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us, and he's him. So I, he's, he's the one of the anointed, so we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle. Welcome back. 
said that David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I'm starting to think I need to use wackadoodle as a theological term. I'm starting to think along those lines. Uh, okay, this is a little more challenging, but I, I just know you guys can answer it. You do not have to answer this perfectly, but you do have to answer it. Uh, do the best you can. In Matthew 24, Jesus speaks of two men in a field. What happens to them? Okay, Jesus speaks of two men in a field. In Matthew 24, what happens to them? Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Okay? Okay. Got that? Right. So, so just making sure everybody knows that. I have a couple of jokes. One's a little longer than the other. They are both very funny. <laughs> okay, so we have somebody calling in. See, I have to I have to bide my time here and make sure. Uh, yeah, I don't like using that word either. Uh, just to make sure I can coordinate between the callers and so on and so forth. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, probably give them the opportunity to answer first because I have two jokes. If it was only one joke, I would do it different. So uh, if somebody is ready then to answer the trivia. Then let's send them on through, Gabriel. Let's send them on through. Knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, what's up, Doc? Um, um, this is Stephen. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, pretty good for a Monday. Um, it, I think um, I think one one got taken, one got left behind, and I'm that is correct. Sir. my red head on that one. That is it. <laughs> One got taken and one got left behind. Now, I understand that there's uh, some debate with it, and I got that, and I understand the debate because in the context there's a little, little discussion. But that's not the truth. The question is what happened? One got taken. One got left behind. That's what happened. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> How have you been, by the way? Have you doing good? Absolutely. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you're doing good. And thank you for Glad calling to hear you Glad to speak with you and hope you have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Yeah, All right. Great job. So that's our, my brother, Stephen. So, Stephen, sometimes uh, he asks, I think he asks some of the most thought-provoking questions. He does it in email and does a great job. I don't always have an answer. So if you ever, like, does anybody ever ask you a question? Well, he's, he's got some really cool uh, theoreticals that are they're, they're pretty awesome. So, but I, you know, see... Some people get really annoyed by that. I think it's fascinating. I think every person who contacts the show that I've had contact with, every one of you, you're just you're amazing people. You're just a great blessing. All right. Just because of that, though, and I gave you a compliment, you have to listen to my jokes. Ha! Huh, that's how that goes. Uh, this first one's shorter. The second one uh, is cuter, but the first one's funnier, so just deal with that. After a particularly inspiring worship service, a church member greeted the pastor. Reverend, that was a wonderful sermon. You should have it published. The pastor replied, well, actually, I'm planning to have all of my sermons published posthumously. Great, enthused the church member. The sooner, the better. 
Good, good play on that one. <laughs> that was a good play. All right. Uh, this one's a little cuter, funnier. A mother noticed that it was about time for school to dismiss, and since it looked like it would rain, she drove toward the school to pick up her 8-year-old daughter. She turned down the street to see her daughter running toward her down the sidewalk. A lightning bolt flashed, and the little girl looked up at the sky, smiled, and then began running towards her mother's van. Another lightning bolt flashed. And their girl, little girl, again looked towards the sky, smiled, and then resumed running. This happened several more times until the little girl finally arrived at where her mother was parked. Her mother immediately inquired as to the strange behavior. Why did you keep stopping and smiling at the sky, she asked. Her daughter said, I had to, Mommy. God was taking my picture. <laughs> no! <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> okay. That's right. Well, the first one was funny, and the second one was cute. All right, never mind. <clears throat> Here we go. All right, so let's go back into this next text. I don't want to. I don't want to bog you down. I just want you to get this. Okay, this is. Kind of, I would say it's kind of important. This is important. Like it's an important stuff for us to grasp. Is kind of where I'm heading. We have this uh, idea. And and I have it too. So I don't want you to think, oh, I'm teaching to you and I got one point one finger pointing at you, and then there's always three pointing back at me, which is really ridiculous if you're a preacher who doesn't point. Uh the idea here is to understand that what what is intended in our understanding or evaluation of a situation is often not the case. Time forbids me to go into the depth of the situation with Joseph, although many of you are deeply familiar with this. What was intended for Joseph on one end is not the intent that God had on another end. And so it's I'll just read this one portion so you can follow what I'm saying. When Joseph, this is Genesis 50, 15 through 20, 21. That when Joseph's brothers saw that the father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph saying, your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you're to say to Joseph. I asked you to forgive your brothers and sins, your brothers, their sins and, and, and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Please forgive them. Please forgive your servant, the servants of God, the God, your father. With that message, they came to Joseph. Joseph wept. Now, I just want to point this out real quickly. We don't know if that's real. <laughs> just in case you're wondering, there's nothing in Scripture that says that was a that could have been a lie. We don't know. That's not even the point. Verse 18. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. Were your slaves? Verse 19, Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. To accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And so it's really important to understand that we have this comprehension of something taking place as though we know all the ins and outs. And that's why that's really, really important for you and I to be careful In fact, actually, the title of this entire teaching is called Wait a Minute. And you think, well, why is it called Wait a Minute? Because we're really quick to know what what the situation is or really quick to evaluate. And if you ask any husband and wife who's honest for, you know, more than 20 minutes, you know, the wife will share a problem. And what does the husband do? I mean, I've done this. Oh, let's see what Noel. 50,000 times, if not more. She says something. I don't even listen to all of it. I just give the answer. <laughs> Why? Because I know. 
following my advice. And it's like, and don't get me, don't get the wrong idea. It's not that men are the only people that do it. It's just the husbands do this a lot with wives. Women do this all the time. They, you give them, here's the answer, here's the solution. It's like, we don't even know what's going on, and yet we have the answers. And that's the danger. That's what I'm talking about. So I'll give you one more scripture and we'll break, then we'll dive into the depth of this. In Galatians 1, 18, 24, it says, After three years I went up to Jerusalem to get acquainted with Cephas and stayed with him 15 days. I saw none of the other apostles, only James, the Lord's brother. I assure you before God that what I'm writing you is no lie. Then I went to Syria and Sicily. I was personally unknown to the churches in Judea that are in Christ. They only heard this report. The man who formerly persecuted us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And they praised God because of me. He, he wasn't saying they praised God because he was a great guy. He, they praised God because he used to preach against it, and now he's preaching for it because what he had started off to do was to entrap the church, and what God started him off to do was to build the church. And what he intended, Saul becoming Paul, is not what God intended. And you know what God didn't do? Ask anybody's permission. He did what he wanted to do. And what was assumed, and I think most of you have seen the Odd Fellow or the Odd Couple show where uh, where Felix and Unger talk about the word assume, he what he assumed was incorrect, and we ought to be careful. Job assumed he was incorrect. In fact, Peter assumed he was incorrect. <laughs> In fact, you could pretty much go down this list. David assumed he was incorrect. My point is simply this. You cannot evaluate something before you have the knowledge of it. And unless God has given you the knowledge, not the nudge, the knowledge, we need to be a little slower. We're going to take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Get up! And the expression of faith and the results of that expression of faith and that, and, and just responding to ignoring what they had to say, not being afraid, having just a little bit of faith, the results were astonishment that God's workings were so clearly manifest. But I will say this, and I, I don't have any problem saying this, sometimes you got to just change the atmosphere. And oh, that's not that's not biblical. Jesus kicked them out because they were all naysayers. That's not a that's not a promotion of positive thinking and positive saying. It is a promotion of you either going to have faith or if you're going to have fear, go over in the other room, get out. Because we need people to have faith. 
So he clears the air. They make he makes this bold proclamation. She gets up and watch this. This is something that I, I'm telling you. I'm getting this as I'm telling you how Jesus not just raises her, but then he's ministering to her afterwards. It's not over. The miracle's done. Jesus has gone off on the white horse and is never coming back. He's having her taken care of after she's raised from the dead. He keeps going because Jesus cares about how we're doing. It's not a one and done. That's the old That's the old uh, uh, evangelist thing. You, you blow into town, you blow in, you blow up, you blow out. <laughs> that's not how Jesus did it. He stuck around. He helped. And the parents and the disciples, can you imagine the amazement? I think the disciples had a little bit more prep, right? Hanging out with Jesus a little, right? But could you imagine Jairus and his wife going, okay, what just happened? (laughs) Your life changed. That's what just happened. It'll never be the same. You'll never be able to deny, deny that Jesus Christ completely rearranged your entire universe. There's some of you out there, you need him to do that. You need to change your atmosphere. You need to, you need to ignore what other people are saying. You need to stand firm in your faith. You need to stop being afraid, stop being immobilized, and you need to clear the air and trust and believe God for an incredible miracle that will change life. the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. I feel strongly in my heart and mind, though I could be wrong, that you guys will get this. In the Old Testament, what name is given to the 50th year when no sowing or reaping was allowed? In the Old Testament, what name is given to the 50th year when no sowing or reaping was allowed? If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. Additionally, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org. We're going to send you up to the website. I uh, just want to remind you of this. Uh, money. <laughs> What's this? Many, 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 Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> uh, ping pong ball. That's what I'm going with. That was a ping pong ball. Uh, again, we are going to say the trivia question, give you a chance to answer, and then I'm going into history, and then we're going into the rest of this teaching. I love this teaching because I'm so guilty. It makes me realize, man, I need help. Uh, 
next uh, trivia question. In the Old Testament, what name in the Old Testament, what name is given to the 50th year where when no sowing or reaping was allowed? Again, if you think you know the answer, you can call us 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210 8483, and then you can send an email to David at he must increase.org. Uh, we are going to go to history because there's two things in here that just have to be discussed, so let's do our history sound. Let's go, let's Now, I am blessed to just let everybody know that everybody is getting it right. And I will say, because we don't talk about this very often, but I will say just real quickly, uh, Annika and Neil were uh, first. They were the pow-pow on this. That was very good. Uh, here you go on history. Uh, it's uh, National Thrift Shop Day. But then it says 2020, so I don't know what that means. I guess National Thrift Shop Day. Okay. Here's where I uh, wanted to do the history. It's uh, Cupcake Day. Okay. It's Cupcake Day. You have to like that one. National Nonprofit Day. That's what we are. Uh, not only are we a nonprofit organization, uh, we don't make a profit and we have no profits. <laughs> we just say that in the nicest way. It's uh, number two pencil day. I still think the joke is funny. What happened to pencil number one? That's a funny joke. Why is everything number two? I mean, that's funny. And then uh, it's the meaning of is day. <laughs> Most of you from a political point of view will remember what is the meaning of is is. It's like, really? You can't tell me what the meaning of is is, huh? Okay, I'll just move on there. Uh, 1807, Robert Fulton started the first commercial steamboat service in 1807. Uh, 1970, Venera, I think it's Venera. I think it'll be, uh, Eric will tell me if I'm wrong on that. Venera 7 is launched for Venus. It will later become the first spacecraft to successfully transmit from the surface of another planet. Not the moon, but a planet. 1973, William William Mays hit his 660th and last home run of his career. And uh, 1978, Double Eagle 2 becomes the first balloon to cross the Atlantic Ocean. And for those that do care, 1988, Rogaine uh, became approved on the marketing on FDA. See, that's why I cut my hair to non-existence because then I don't have to spend any money on shampoo or worry about Rogaine. <laughs> See, that's there's an advantage there. All right, last on the trivia question, then we'll get into it. Uh, what is the name? In the Old Testament, what's the name of the, given to the 50th year where no sowing or reaping is allowed? 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483 is the number to text. And then David at he must increase. Dot org. Here is the next part of this message, and I want to make sure I do it right and make sure you understand this. Because I am the worst person to tell you this. I'm not – you think I'm kidding. No, no. I am the worst – I am the last person that should tell you this. Ready? Okay. James one nineteen. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen – Slow to speak and slow to become angry. Three things. Quick to listen, slow to speak, 
and slow to become angry. So at a pastor's conference many, many moons ago, many moons ago, 3,000 plus pastors, everybody, you know, feeling their I'm a pastor feelings or whatever. You know, I don't know what that meant. Uh, everybody's, you know, trying to give words of encouragement and saying different things at different times. Wasn't very orally. Uh, the person who was hosting it says, let's everybody kind of just, you know, relax here and everybody, you know, stop. And from the back of the audience, the back from the upper room, far as back as you can see, comes this voice and it goes, this voice says, relax and enjoy the ride. The person who was in charge of the audience goes, that was from the Lord. <laughs> see, you see, this is this and this is the, hey, relax. Enjoy the ride. I had a situation where uh, Noel and I had a very, very, very difficult financial situation that we were in, and we thought it was going to uh, wipe us out. And we'd already been down that road a little bit, and we're really hoping it didn't happen again. Uh, and uh, it turned out that what we thought was going to be a twenty-five thousand dollar bill turned out to be a two thousand surplus the other direction. Why? Because I don't know everything. God's in charge and I'm not. Well, how does all this play into what we're talking about? Proverbs 18, 13, to answer before listening, that is folly and shame. You can't evaluate or judge something that's going on if God has not given you the proper knowledge. It doesn't mean you can't use discernment. It doesn't mean you shouldn't use discernment. Of course you should use discernment. You don't need me to tell you that one of our favorite uh, amusement parks, when they're going, you know, crazy, crazy, transgender, pride, this, that, whatever, that it's ridiculous. You don't need me to tell you that. You know it's wrong. You can look in the book and go, this is wrong. You don't need my help with that. That's not answering something before they say something. That's doing something wrong. Got it. But when you're hearing an issue in your life, the Lord is teaching you something, you're in a situation, somebody's talking to you, something's going on, you don't always know what's going to be said. That means listen. Then respond. Don't respond before you're done listening. Have you ever heard the expression, there was a wrench thrown into it? Like, so that means that, the, that they didn't go the way that it was planned. Right. You know who's got the biggest wrench-throwing business in the universe? God. You know, I just want to say that. You think, really? No, I think it's worse. I think God's up there. Now, I do think this is true, but I think it's true in a humorous sense. So picture this as a cartoon. We take all of our ducks and we get them in a row. And then God's up there with a shotgun going. And you're like going, not even close. (laughs) Why? Because he's in charge. No flesh will glory before his presence. Does that mean you can't make an evaluation about something that's clearly scriptural? No, I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is when you're in a circumstance or a situation, try not to say, I know how this whole thing's going to play out, like I did in my meeting in Escondido. Don't do that. Why? Because I was wrong. Want to know why? Because I don't know everything. And neither does any other human being anywhere. Everybody's so sure what's going to happen in the next five months, ten months, year, two years, three years. If God lets the planet continue, 
I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's like you got to be kidding. Let's wait and see. Let's not evaluate before it arrives. That's what I'm trying to say. Somebody ready to answer the trivia question? All right. And then the last portion of this is really good. We'll get to that one after the trivia. Go ahead and send them on through. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Fred, David. Hi, Fred. How are you? I'm doing just fine, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Having a good time today. Enjoying the show. Are you ready for well, I wish they had ready? I wish they had this system, this particular system still going on now. Okay. No, I, I didn't hear you exactly what you said. Say that again. I said, I wish they had this particular system going on now. Yeah. <laughs> would be a bad idea. That's but, not... yeah, the answer, the answer to the question is the year of Jubilee. That is correct, sir! You know, it's Fred. It's funny you said what you said. I thought about that. I thought it's funny. Maybe every person on the planet should take fifty year fifty off. Exactly. <laughs> like exactly. No, I'm fifty. Sorry. No, so you got to pay this. No, I'm fifty. Leave me alone. You know. I think I know. I know. That's, that's what we should be doing, right? It's like this is that's your what fifty. We should be doing. You know, forget the politics. Give us that fifty years, please. <laughs> That's exactly right. If we made it this long, leave us alone. <laughs> Love it, brother. Excellent. Excellent job. Hey. God bless you. Bless you. You yeah. too, brother. God bless. Right. Bye-bye. That's hilarious. Yeah, something we should be doing right away. Everybody gets the year 50 off. New rule. All right. This is great. All right, we're going to take our break and then come back. We still have a little bit to go. So you're listening to the David Smith Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Anyway, that's not even the story. Let me tell you the story. Because it's so big, I cut the first third yesterday. And uh, that's the front of the house. And the back two thirds I'll do today, tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever that is. But it looks really good. All right? So that's cool. Anyhow, there's – so I'm cleaning it all up, and I've got the little electric weed eater and the little blower (laughs) – they're working. It works great. Everything's working great. And I have a stick. Now, this stick was there when we moved into the house, and it was a stick that went with a broken rake. And I don't know why uh, my wife and I have kept it in the garage for like 17 months, but I thought, this is ridiculous. I got to get rid of this stick. So I looked at the stick, and I thought, I could high karate this because it wouldn't fit in the trash can. Right? A little too long. You put it in the trash can even on an angle, the trash can's sitting up about four inches, and you know it was windy yesterday. So if I did that, to catch the wind, and you know, so I thought, nah, I can high karate this. I'm strong enough. And then I thought, this is the kind of thing where pride really gets in the way. I got to be careful. So I did what any other guy would do. I took my two trash cans. I put the stick in between the two trash cans. I took a saw and I cut the saw half. I used the saw and cut the stick halfway through. So now I'm going to high karate this bad boy and feel good about it. 
Yeah, no pride here, right? How long do I got? Like a minute? Two minutes? Perfect. Two minutes. Watch this. So I cut it perfectly in half. I get my arm, my forearm, my elbow, and I go, hi-ya! And I high karate that bad boy. One part of the two-part sticks, okay, which is like kind of like a broom handle, hits the top of the trash can where it was sitting, kind of bounced on it, came up, and hit me right in the forehead. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> I was really feeling pride right up until it hit me in the head. And then I realized, one, I couldn't have done it without the saw. And two, even with the saw, apparently I couldn't have done it. <laughs> because the stick hit me back. I don't think that was very nice of it. And I will say it did end up in the trash and it went bye-bye. David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We've got uh, just one trivia question to go, a little bit to go on the um, message as well. Uh, I want to give everybody props for answering and responding. Some of the things that... uh, like Eric said, I'm not going to say on there, but they're funny, so I'm just going to leave that there. You know, you guys, I get all of the, the the things that we wink, wink at each other. I mean, sometimes you turn the TV on, you go, I need to be watching Green Acres <laughs> because it's too hard to watch some of that stuff. All right, true or false? This should be pretty easy. True or false? Seed that fell on good soil, Jesus said, produced a crop of 160 or 30 times what was sown. Is that true or false? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. Additionally, uh, you can text in 214-210-8483. And then, as well, you can send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. I will tell you that on the new site, I do want to mention this. So Noel came up with a really good idea. And, and part of it is uh, uh, because we've been praying like consistently for some people. Like Eric just went through something where he needed prayer on a consistent basis. We're thinking of taking some of those prayer requests and making them uh, on the website like on a daily or weekly basis. So uh, I'm going to start asking people if it's okay to share. And if then if it's okay to share, we're going to put it on there. So Because the more people praying, the better. Okay, I mean, that's my answer. All right, so the question, uh, real quickly again, just to make sure everybody got it, true or false? True or false, so it's a T or an F. Seed that fell on good soil, according to Jesus, produces a crop of 130 or 60, or if you want to say it the way it's normally written, 30, 60, or 100-fold. Okay, yeah. All right, so we do have somebody that's calling in, and we will give them an opportunity to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through... Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, Dr. Spoon. This is Captain Rogers. Hey, how are you, brother? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing excellent, and I thank you for that. Thank you for asking. I like it when you ask me. It reminds me, I'm doing great. 
And it's like, that's cool. All right, now here, this is a good one. You ready? All right. I, yes, sir. I feel in my heart that you will get this. Am I wrong? No, I'm right. You're going to get think this. You, I think I will. All right. True or false? See, Jesus said, seed that fell on the good soil produced a crop of 160 or 30 times what was sown. 160 or 30. Yep. True. True! You're right, sir! That's in Mark chapter 4, verse 8. So, and one of the funny things about that, if you think about that, like as a Christian, you think, well, why is it that sometimes when the word gets in us, either by reading or by studying or somebody preaching or something happening, why is it that it goes 30, 60, and a, and 100? And that's because sometimes we let it have its application, and sometimes we're restrictive by our own limitations of either not receiving it by faith or not applying it. And it's like, yeah, you don't get as much out of that then, do we? No. Not really. That's excellent job on your part, by the way. Really appreciate yes. that. Yes, sir. Well, you have a blessed day, sir. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I got to double check. He called himself Captain Rogers. We're going to have to start calling him Captain Rogers. Now, if that's the case, we're going to have to come up with a whole other sound or something. So I'm just saying... Captain Rogers. I like it. All right. All right. Let me finish off on this. Uh, great job on there. All right. So let me finish off on this. This is really important. And I don't want to blow this. I want you to catch what I'm trying to say here. I'm not trying to legalize anything for anybody. So you know me. I don't like legalism. Legalism is like, whoa, right? I mean, it's just a bad, dangerous place to be for Christians. Okay? It is. Period. Okay? That was the, the Pharisees weren't, they weren't enjoying too much, right? They were way too legalistic. And they were the biggest opposition that Jesus had from a human point of view. Okay? All right. Okay. Now, let's get this straight. We just mentioned that everybody should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, the slow to become angry part, nobody can – there's nobody you can – you can't disagree with that. In a certain sense, you can't disagree with any of it. It's scripture. But you can't disagree that, that the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Doesn't matter. What, let me just say this: It doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you're on. The wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. It does not say the wrath of man if you're on the other side does not work the rights. No, no, <laughs> the wrath of man does not work the righteousness of God. Period. And then it does say, "Be quick to hear and slow to speak, and quick to hear." Two ears, one mouth. The uh, testimonies in the body. We can kind of get that. Okay. It's really wrong for us to answer something before we hear the whole thing. I'm guilty of that, and and I do a bad job. It's hard sometimes too when somebody asks me a question uh, on the show, and I start thinking of the answer, and I'm, I got I've got to tell myself be quiet and listen to the whole thing, or you're not going to get what's going on. I have to say that to myself. This one other portion is how I want to end it, and this other portion is exceedingly important. We have to do our best to seek in a situation God's input, the God factor, before we jump into anything. In other words, the question is, what about the God factor? In your situation, whatever your circumstance, and I'm mostly talking about things that you encounter more than people giving you conversation moments, but in situations that you encounter, what about the God factor? Before we answer. In other words, going to the God factor is an important part of it, but doing it after we answer is, is, is kind of like, well, maybe we should have led with that. You know, you ever see that on a television show where the answer is, maybe you should lead with that. Okay, right. So 
1 Corinthians 4, uh, 5, uh, in the first two parts of the verse say, My conscience is clear that it does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, judge nothing before the appointed time. Wait until the Lord comes. That passage tells us, hey, don't be the great evaluator of all things because you don't know. Unless the Lord has given you that revelation, not that feeling. I want to stress that because that's not what we're talking about. Unless God gives you the pre-knowledge, the foreknowledge, in a situation or circumstance, get the God factor first. One of the worst things that I have done in my 40-plus years, and one of the things I should have been doing for all of it, and I'm trying to do more and more, is when somebody will ask me something that they're looking for an answer for, I will typically now try to get more into a prayerful response before I give an answer. Because, you know, what if I I might be wrong? I might read the situation wrong. I'm not the best at reading the room. But if I can get God's input or be sensitive enough or quiet enough or smart enough not to always give an answer right off the top of my head, I'm going to do a better job of being his representative. Not that he couldn't do it. It's just that I... As a representative of his, I don't want to. I don't want to misrepresent, and I don't know everything. And without his input, I know nothing. So just be sure to do it in partnership. It's not that you don't give answers. Just be sure to hear all of it, not some of it. Don't answer a matter before you hear it all. And by the way, it does apply to the media because they give all the answers before they have any of the information. You guys should know that. All right, we're done. Good job. I love it. Thank you guys so much. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Who knows when a broken heart will mend Broken hearts don't die, they just grow old